0: Let's talk about Kai White winning Britain's first Olympic medal in BMX racing. Let's also discuss Emancipation Day being observed in former European colonies. What about Sir Lewis Hamilton donating 20 million to kickstart the new Mission 44 charitable foundation? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today Welcome Success depends on previous preparation And without such preparation There is sure to be failure Confucius So This is episode 67 Still sparking debate Again into August This year is flying by Absolutely flying by But we've got A couple of dates coming up this this month. Uh, Well, on the 1st, it's Emancipation Day, which we'll we'll speak a bit more about a little bit later. But yeah, the 1st of August, Emancipation Day. And also, August the 11th is the day hip-hop was born. August the 11th, so there'll be some hip-hop celebrations for real. So, yeah. So lot's happened this week, you know, the Olympics, the Olympics is here. So it's um, a different kind of Olympics, obviously, with the pandemic and no spectators, etc. But Olympics, nevertheless, I I I actually forgot how many sports were involved this year. Um, I kind of got caught up in the ones that I like. And then I saw like the poll voting and the discus and I was like, oh, yeah, these, these other sports as well. But, yeah, it, it really got me thinking about some old-time stuff, the, um, the Olympics, because I, I really got caught up in the BMX inside of things. And, um, and yeah, it just reminded me of being a kid and when I used to BMX. Um, and, you know, we used to we used to pretty much think it was evil Knievel. For those that remember Evil Knievel, we used to do the stunts on the motorbikes, et cetera. So when BMXs came to England... Um, yeah, we we'd make ramps, and you know we'd we'd have like some of the younger lot lay down in front of the ramps, so we'd try to jump over the ramps, a bit like what Evel Knievel used to do. He used to jump over canyons or buses and all, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, so we'd have the young ones lay down on the floor in a line, and you would jump them, and you know no one didn't want to be the last one at the end in case you didn't make the jump or you just about made it, and they caught the back wheel caught them and whatnot, whatnot. So. So yeah, it kind of brought all that back to me. But um, but yeah, it was, it was just amazing to see Kai White. You know, Kai White won historic. It was historic um, because it was the 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 first Olympic medal. Yeah, um, for the men's BMXing. So um, they dubbed him the Prince of Peckham because that's where he trained. Um, because they've got they got a track up in Peckham, to whole training course and whatnot. But yeah, he's twenty one year old. You know, he comes second. And he was only, he was like 0.114 seconds behind um, the Dutch rider. So he he pretty much could have won. But um, amazing race, amazing effort. And apparently his brother was also um, a champion. He won a bronze in 2014 before retiring in 2020. But yeah, that Peckham BMX club is definitely churning out some champions. And also there was a young girl that won a gold as well. Um, so yeah, really, really good to see BMX in making it into the Olympics in the way it has, and then watching the freestyling as well. Uh, not to mention the, the skateboarding. I, I I just love those sports. They just really remind me of my childhood. But um, but yeah, and and then the next Olympics, once I add break dancing into it, well, you know, it's going to be a whole a whole new thing, a whole new thing. So. But yeah, it's been a really good week watching all that, and um, still loads more to come. So, I'll be on it. I'll be on it. But yes, so COVID is still still on the agenda, obviously. Um, but you know, we're we're free and able to do most things now. Um, they're talking about. I think it's in August. They're saying August the sixteenth. Fully vaccinated people won't have to isolate. Any more if they're contacted If they're they're contacted by um, People who test positive for COVID So those are the new things That are are coming up on the 16th And I I don't even think that one's subject to change I think that's just going to be a definite From what they've said And in Israel they're starting to Give people their third dose Um, It's going to be the first country Offering people the first dose for people over 60 Um, So yeah it's uh, so it's pretty much from Sunday, yeah. From Sunday, um, people are going to be eligible for the Pfizer boost. Um, so yeah, this will it's going to be the first lot. I mean, obviously that's going to come to the UK soon. When I don't know, I'm not sure how far we are behind um, Israel, but it can't be that far. So so yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes for sure. Um, but one of the one thing I found really interesting is that uh, we've in the UK we've recorded more births more deaths rather than births for the first time in the UK for nearly 50 years, which is which is interesting. And uh, obviously, I hope for, for all of us that that's a one off year due to the pandemic, etc. Um, but it is, a, it is a bit of an amazing stat, you know, first time in 50 years. I think that goes back to the war. Pretty much one of the wars, yeah. Um, so yeah, total of uh, what was it six? Well, do you know what? It, I, I bet not quote the exact figures, but there's a difference between six thousand four hundred and thirty-eight uh, between the deaths and the and the births. But yeah, more people died in twenty twenty, but that's got to be down to the pandemic and not much else. Just a kind of a an anomaly, I suppose but thankfully um there hasn't been any deaths through through youth violence over the past week which is which is great um yeah it's def- definitely a good thing to to be able to say that no deaths through youth violence so you uh lewis hamilton he won his race today um but he he was booed by a, by a large group of um dutch fans in the grandstand while he was doing the interview um but hats off to him he he just pretty much said that he's he's never felt so great about being um saying that it's going to fuel him um he doesn't really mind it he's you know he's going to use it to help him push forward and i suppose that's the best way to deal with negativity that's the best way to deal with negativity so yeah just keep pushing on but yeah it's a bit unfortunate because obviously this is all the, the the legacy of him um, having that that crash with with Max, um, uh, was it last week or a week week before? But yeah, um, and obviously he's had some racist tweets and all that kind of stuff. The usual stuff that happens. But yeah, unfortunately, the usual stuff that happens. But um, but yeah, he, he sounds like he's 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 got he's made of a different metal. So he he's going to use it as fuel. You know, and continue doing what he does. So hats off to him. But what I'm re- was really nice to hear is about him launching his um, Mission Forty Four charitable foundation, and he's basically donated twenty million of his own money to kickstart kickstart the project, basically. Um, and the aim is to the aim is to um, support um, the, an- the ambitions of un- underrepresented young people. Um, who, you know, who want to come into the, the field of Formula One. So, you know, when somebody puts their hands in their pocket to do something like that and, you know, takes out a substantial amount, like 20 million, this is, you know, I know he's he's got, he's, you know, he's made a lot of money through the years, but that's 20 million still a lot, even if you've got a lot, you know, it's still a lot of money, a lot of commitment. So hats off to him for that, for sure. Hats off. And I think, you know, if if you... If you've got money, you know, and I'm sure people do it. Some people do it really silent. Some people are quite vocal with it. But, um, but yeah, if you, if who great wealth is given to you, I think you do have great responsibility. So, I'm glad that he's using it in that way. Um, and it's all it's in conjunction with it's in conjunction with one of the banks. I think it's in conjunction with HSBC, I believe. Um, but yeah, he, they're just trying to basically narrowed a gap um, between uh, the employment and the education of, of young people who want to get involved in unrepresented, underrepresented um, communities. So, yeah, I'll be watching that very closely, very closely. Um, and also there's been uh, MPs have called for urgent action uh, warning um, that there are racial um, disparities in policing, still 22 years on after um, the Stephen Lawrence inquiry, which is which is interesting that they they're highlighting it again. Um, what did they say they said the the committee they had a committee inquiry um, and it wasn't specific to any individual policing institution, uh, but it did highlight that there were still you know like basically the the process is stalled so they, they obviously started to address things but it's kind of stalled um in too many areas um and this is uh, MP Yvette Cooper who basically chairs the committee who's highlighting it so the fact that she's highlighted it um hopefully that means that something will be done about it and it you know it won't be there won't be no no stalling in that because 22 years is a, is a long time for to be addressing something and and then for it to stall in the in the later years you know cuz obviously that means that the lesson's not being learned or the lessons are being ignored or whatnot. So, so yeah, it's definitely something. I'm I'm glad that Yvette Cooper's raising it and, and raising it in that way, you know, because hopefully that means change. But um, I spoke last week about uh, Nigeria and the kidnappings in Nigeria that have been ongoing. Since I've been doing these podcasts, it's ongoing. Every, every couple of months you, you hear about... Um, children and young people being kidnapped um, and ransoms being paid etc um, so unfortunately the, and the, they asked for uh, 30 million naira which is like 53,000 um, UK um, and they asked the elderly man to deliver the money and basically that the, the, once they got the money they counted the money and then said it wasn't sufficient and basically kidnapped the old man um, and that money—it's not like it was the government's money, or you know, any kind of organization. This was the parents of the children that had gone missing, sold, selling land, selling possessions, things like that. Um, and they pretty much haven't got anything else now, you know. But it's—it's it's just a tragic scenario. I, I as I said before, I don't know what. Well, Nigeria, the, you know, the government needs to do something about what's going on there because you know from people being kidnapped to now people paying the ransom to you know the, the the ransom deliverer being kidnapped so obviously they want more money so yeah it's really sad really sad but um but they definitely need to do something and i definitely my thoughts and prayers go out go out to them uh, the families and, and i hope they do get home safely for sure So, back on on this side of the world, really good to hear that Stormzy has um, linked up with HSBC um, to fund um, 30 30 black students um, going to uni, um, going to Cambridge University, which is uh, excellent. Again, this is, you know, somebody who's... For his gifts, he's been afforded, you know, a whole new lifestyle, you know, and he's afforded, you know, a lot of money from for his talent, and he's using it in a in a way to give back, you know, to those who, who are underprivileged or underrepresented in, in certain circles. So these these young people are going to get to go to Cambridge, and um, they will each receive um, twenty thousand pounds annually um, in this new partnership with the bank. Um, and um Stormzy's foundation, Murky Foundation it's called. So that and that money will cover like um tuition fees, maintenance costs, um and it, so yeah, it's and they, I think they're doing it over three years, so ten ten new students each year for the next three years. So so yeah, hats off to Stormzy for that. Hats off to Stormzy Um yeah. I mean, you you can't you can't sing his praise enough, you know, for doing something like this. So, especially as young as he is, and and you know, it seemingly coming from that scene, it it, it really stands out, you know, because you know the nature of the scene, the music, the content, and stuff like that. So it just shows that you know, people are not just what you see on the lyrics or or your perception of them. People have different sides to them. People are multifaceted like that. So yeah. Um, but he's Stormzy's foundation um, was launched in 2018, and so far he's supported um, six six students, who so far six black students. Um, and as I said, the, it, the program's open to only to UK students, um, either black or mixed uh, race heritage. Um, and yeah, getting them into college. So yeah, excellent. Keep it up, Stormzy. Really good. So as I said, it's on the first. Of August is Emancipation Day Um, it's not really uh, you don't really hear too much about it in the UK but it's definitely observed um, in the former European colonies you know the Caribbean Um, it's also observed in the USA you know these places they have like national days off you know it's a national holiday on these days Um, and it's basically to commemorate the emancipation of slaves of African descent so it's, a, it's an important day when you when you put it into context. It's not something that should be kind of blown over. To be fair, um, but yeah, it's, it's and even when when you look into what it was about and what happened, and it's still it kind of does bring it. It does does leave a bit of a, well, a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. To be fair, if I'm honest, because um, when was this the Abolition of Slavery Act? It was like eighteen thirty three. Um, and it was abolished throughout the British Empire um, with exceptions to, I think it was exceptions to some of the territories um, that were owned by the East India Dock, East India Company rather. Um, but only, at that time, only slaves below the age of six were freed. And slave people older than six, um, six years old, were re- redesignated as apprentices. And worked, and they were required to work forty hours a week without pay, um, as part of compensation payment to their former owners. And it's that part, it's that part that leaves that sour taste in your mouth. You know, you you've got the emancipation of slavery, but but for that first, for that first period of time, it was only for children that was under six and. The slaves still had to work and it's for compensation of former owners. So, yeah, and the full full emancipation didn't actually happen until uh, midnight on the 31st of July, 1838. So, you know, a full five years after is when it really happened. So, so, yeah, um, it's not it's not a day to just kind of gloss over you know, it happened, it was a long time ago, but it happened, you know, and, you know, it's probably, it's more poignant, obviously, in the Caribbean and and in America, um, maybe because that's where the plantations were, you know, you know, slaves were were really working fields and and stuff there, Um, whereas in England, I suppose, people were going out to, people had slaves in England, but they they had this they had slaves but the slaves they owned were working fields in the caribbean and and across the seas so but the fact that it's all connected as it is it, it sh- I think it is something that we should definitely highlight in the uk and and just remember you know just like we remember all the other things that we we remember that have happened to um various uh groups of people throughout the, throughout the years tragedies and wrongdoings Um, So, yeah, at least least we not forget. We shouldn't forget, is what I say. But, yes, going back to the Olympics, um, Simone Biles, unfortunately, she's pulled out of um, the Olympics for now. I I think there was some talk that she might come back in and do some of the later um, gymnastic parts, but for now she's she's pulled herself out. Um, Speaking of... um, Having some mental mental blocks around her routines and stuff, and I think that they mentioned uh, something that's known within the in the gymnast world as twists or something like that. That when when they get the twists, I think it's it's a term used to say that they can't focus on their routines, and and for that that's one of the reasons why she's stopping. Because if she's in the air doing all these twists and she she doesn't have confidence or she can't remember what she's doing, she might do one too many twists and not be able to land it properly and then potentially injure herself. So she's taken the decision not to um, continue at this point, which, you know, hats off to her for, for making that choice because you could you can imagine how how much pressure she might feel, even though nobody's not putting on her, you know, specifically, but just pressure of being the, the champion that she is um, and her teammates and wanting to... You know, do her family proud. All of these things, but for her to say, "Look, you know what? I'm gonna stop because I don't feel right, and I'd rather not injure myself." You know, for the back of this. So, yeah, I hope she she gets herself right, and um, yeah, and and does what's best for her. But you know, this is somebody who's what is she? she's like the she's she's what is she 24 years old. And she is the most successful U.S. gymnast of all time. You know, winner of four gold medals and the bronze in Rio 2016. So, you know, she, she, she's done her part, you know, and may, um, I'm pretty sure there would have been other times where she'd felt like that and probably just pushed for it. But now she's, she's taken, you know, taken a stance and said, you know, I, I need time out. So, yeah, that is to be respected 100%, 100%. But at this point, um, she needs four more podium finishes in Tokyo. Like you know, if she she had four more f- finishes in Tokyo, she'd be the most decorated gymnast, male or female, in history. So she knows what's uh, what's on the line. Um, but she's young enough to come back at, at, at a later date. I'm sure, you know, if she, if she doesn't do that, and if she doesn't even come back at all, she's done enough. You know, she'll go down in history anyway for all she's done. So. Hope she gets well soon. Um, and yeah. So Alice Dearing, um will be competing on August the 4th. I'm definitely going to be watching that with, my, with the family, but especially my daughter, because when she competes um, and does the 10,000K uh, marathon swim in Tokyo 2020, she will be the first black woman to swim for Great Britain. At the Olympics, which is again she'll go down history just for turning up, you know so but yeah for 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 young black girls to see that um it's you know once you when you when you get have these optics when you see these things, it just opens your mind to let you know what's possible, so I'll be definitely making sure my children get to watch her swim and do her thing, and I hope she wins too'd it be great if she she does that and also gets gets a medal as well. So that'd be amazing. So I've spoken about um, the oxymeter before, um, which tells you um, how much oxygen you've got in your blood and and your pulse. So I was reading um, uh, some stuff from some experts basically saying that because of um, black people's darker skin, well, they didn't say black people, it just said darker skin, but that will include black people. By darker skin, basically experts are warning that um, the readings might not be um, 100% accurate because of the melanin in our skin and things, So, um, which is interesting. Um, I think, obviously, it's still a guide, but I think they, the NHS now is issuing updated guidance advising patients f- from black, Asian and other ethnic minority groups um, to continue using the pulse oximeter but to seek um advice from uh, healthcare professionals. so it's still it's still useful but you know and I, and i suppose you know even if you've got one and you're using it if if the if you're feeling uh, any kind of negative weight or the numbers don't look right you're going to go to a professional anyway but it is something to be mindful of um but it's interesting because you, i'm sure i'm sure they, these are the same same equipment that they use in the hospitals i'm pretty sure um, so maybe they need to look at how they're making these machines um, and make them conducive with not just Caucasian skin, but also um, people of African descent or people with darker skin. So you know, just make it make it so that it gives proper readings for human beings. That's what, that that's probably that probably just rounds it off correctly. Make it so that it works for human beings, regardless of their hue. That would be good. So yes, okay, so we have this week's um, roundup, uh, crypto roundup. As I said, I'm not a financial advisor. You know, cryptocurrency is just something that I'm interested in at this point. Um, And I think we should all keep an eye on it in some way, shape or form. But um, this week they spoke about... um, Amazon. Amazon are actually, they've got a new job out, um, and the job is for a digital currency and blockchain product lead. So it's basically, because they've put that advertisement out, and it's still out there now, I was looking at it today, Um, because that's out there at the moment, uh, there's been some, sparked some questions about, you know, is Amazon getting ready to um, accept cryptocurrency, etc., which will be massive if that happens. Well, I shouldn't say if it happens, when that happens. But um, Amazon's spokesperson um, confirmed that Bitcoin uh, won't be, you know, as confirmed there aren't any plans for them to accept uh, Bitcoin this year. But they didn't say that it's not going to be accepted in the future. So I so suppose we have to watch this space and see what happens. But like I said, once, once places like Amazon, and I suppose Amazon would be one of the forerunners I could imagine. Um, they'll be one of the first people. I mean, to because to, you know because their their thing is online and the way their business model works. So, so I won't be surprised. But yeah, it's it's not happening this year anyway. That's what they've confirmed. That's what they've confirmed. So uh, TV. I was I watched last week. I watched uh, the first episode of Naomi Osaka's uh, Netflix show. Really, really good show. Really good show. Haven't, there's a few more episodes i need to watch, but just kind of giving her a story. she got kind of a, a unique story, being a heritage and the fact that she lives in Japan. Um, but yeah, it just gives a bit of an insight into who she is and and how her life has been coming up. And you get a little bit of insight to her sister as well. I didn't know she had a sister, which was um, interesting as well. She's really close to her sister as well. So yeah, that was really good. But what I really want to see sticking on the tennis theme is King Richard um, and I'm gutted it's not out until November but yeah, King Richard um, starring Will Smith and he plays the father of Serena Williams and Venus Williams um, I've always been fascinated by his story because he he's really was there for his daughters um, you know, training them taking them where they needed to be you know, just he was hands-on all over it So and obviously his daughters have kind of changed the whole game forever, pretty much. Um, So, yeah, so it's based on their true story, um, and it's from the perspective of Richard, the father. Um, And, yeah, yeah, it depicts his his undeterred, um, like I said, being really instrumental in his daughter's extraordinary gifts, you know, and, and then becoming the athletes they are. You know, so yeah, but we've got to wait until November, November the 19th to see that. So, but, um, but I think that's going to be a really good story. Well, I know it's a good story, but I think it's going to be a great film. So, yeah. Okay, so look, enjoy, enjoy the Olympics. Hopefully, the weather will change up. We've, had, we've just come in at the back of this storm. Um, is it Everest or Tom Storm Everest? Something like that. And that begins with E. But um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully the, the Olympics inspires you to get out and move. You know, maybe not, not try nothing too strenuous, but um, but definitely get out and move. It, like I said, it's inspired me because I'm going to be talking to my kids about, you know, more about their BMXs. The, you know, they've got their BMXs. I'm like, this is what your BMX is meant for. It's not just for riding like a mountain bike. You can do stunts, tricks and all that. So I look forward to seeing what they get up to now now that they've seen it in the flesh, you know. And who knows, they might even let me have a go on their bike. Maybe I can show them a thing or two. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney. And you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.